0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to River City 93, brought to you by Roughneck Cars and Go to Gold Press. Joining me is my coolest co host in the world, it probably has the best hair that I know of. It's Shania Durant. Shanir Durant II. Yeah, he's the second. He has a child named after him. A little bit conceited. Um, <laughs> and you know who this is, Zelia Barr. The box, the bench, center back. Um, so, in today's episode, we're definitely going to talk about the home win. Uh, got the one nothing victory over Chattanooga Red Wolves. We also have our next upcoming game against those, the team from the men. We won't mention their name. We probably have to mention them because, you know, if you're listening for the first time. Lane Tegan Knight. Um, but, how do you feel about this game this weekend? It's our first home game in five. Got a win. We looked like we were on it. So, how do you feel?
1: I mean, it was, it was a very good game. Um, Richmond, they were clicking. It could have been at least 2-3-0. Um, we missed yeah, a couple that, of chances. Definitely in the first half. In the first half. Yeah, definitely um, in the first half. Um, there was a lot of opportunities. We were knocking on the door the whole time. We really, really bossed
0: this game. Yeah, I agree with that. Georgie G had an amazing free kick at the 32nd minute that Manga's... I, he, if he doesn't stretch
1: out fully, he doesn't get to it. No, that was a very good save. Yeah. That was a very, very yeah. good save. He, Joey G definitely made the goalie work for that one. Well, he exactly. made him work for that one.
0: So a little quick things before the game started. We saw that Maxi <laughs> made his return um, after having the red card against uh, Triumph. I've told him that their name. But... Local little cool, interesting stat about Maxie. After this game, he leads the league in passes completed per 90 and tackles per 90. So you can see, well, like, how yeah. influential he is. A complete like, center is. midfielder. Yeah, complete, like, complete. Um, so the kickers seem to be set up in a four-one-four-one. There was a little bit of, like, discrepancy at first because when everyone saw it, we saw that Maxie was on the right. So everyone thought, like, wait, Max is playing right back? Like, this doesn't... <laughs> This <laughs> doesn't seem to make sense, but it didn't work out that way. We did see the four-one-four-one. What it looked like, we were in attack. And she laid back. She would drop in to be that center, um, center back hybrid, center mid, and Thompson and I believe it was Hughes that was on the right back. would push up and mm-hmm. kind of be like the wings and whatnot. Yeah. But allow Chen Jackson and Gallardo to be up top and create havoc. Exactly. So yeah. that that was great to see. Uh, we yeah. also saw that uh, Abubakar Keite, Kiate. My apologies. Um, He made his first appearance on the bench after getting, uh, I believe, a hamstring injury in the U-20 World Cup. Yeah, yeah. So it was great to see him. We also saw that Troy was on the bench. Um, And Wape, who looked great last week against Greenville, got another start again. So he seems a person that we need out there. But I think the two stars of the show was definitely Connor Shadowski and Awkroyd. Like, those were... Like, I put out a tweet last night, and I was like, look, USL League 1, when y'all ready to have this adult conversation about Akwe being early pick for Defender of the Year? Let us know. We're ready to have it.
1: Like, Yes. Yes. Akwe were- was dynamic. He was shutting down everything. He was running all over that back line. And Connor Shinovsky was the perfect example of composure. He was cool as a cucumber back there. I don't think he panicked once in this game. No, like, honestly,
0: there was a bunch of chances. and I know I made, like, the comparison of how Conor Shinovsky is kind of like our Vincent Company, but Vincent Company had those moments where, like, he steps up and shuts a game down. Like, in the Manchester Derby. Yes. At first, he was getting picked on, and then, like, it just happened, like, he just grew to this other level. Shinovsky did that today because people at first were saying, like, oh, Shinovsky's over it. He can't defend the way he did before. And I would say this, man, he looked lights out. I think he had the most duels won with, like, 13 out of the whole game. And it seemed like Chattanooga got very frustrated early on. Like, I don't think, from what I can remember, they had very few plays from, like, the 30th minute, 30th minute on in which they played through the middle. Yeah. No, like it thinking. seemed like everything was, like, long bar or... Get on the wings and cross it in.
1: Yeah. No, they, they had no... We, they couldn't come down the middle. Because, I mean, when you have Maxie running around in the midfield, you have Josh Hughes even running around in the midfield a little bit. And then you have Akwe back there. Yeah. And anytime you try and put a pass to maybe cut through the defense, Connor Shanowski's positioning, perfect, just took the ball, played it out. I mean, his f- first touch in this game was amazing. Oh, yeah, every, every ball that came to him, whether it was a hard pass that was meant for someone way past him or a ball that just trickled to him, his first touch was immaculate. And then sending it out, dishing the ball out, either clearing it if it needed to be cleared or passing it through the midfield. It was it was an exemplary performance of a God, Honestly. Honestly, like,
0: there was a moment in the game, and I think it was near the end of the game, where Joey G got subbed up. And by the way, for those that are wondering... Is he hurt? He's not hurt. I talked to him after the game. He said he just got hit the wrong way in the uh heel of his foot. Yeah. And he said it just like felt weird. So he just went off. Nothing weird. Didn't have a boot on and didn't have ice cream. Yeah, on better right. safe so, than sorry, basically. So he looked fine. But <laughs> given my point, we bought Troy. Troya came on, I believe, for Aqua. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean for Joey G. Mm-hmm. And Icona Shadowski pussed up to CDL. Yeah. And there was a moment where I was like, is that Shadonsky in midfield? Oh, yeah. And he was still, like, locked down. Like, Bossing it. A <laughs> couple of curtains. I think there was one time he did, like, a one-two with someone. And I was like, look at Shadonsky running. <laughs> I'm proud of him. I'm proud of Shinovsky. Um,
1: yeah.
0: So that was great to see. But also, like, Aqua looked amazing out there. He shut down a lot of stuff. Even Keita. When he came on, I believe around the 70th, 75th minute, he looked really composed. He did have one play that kind of concerned me. Um, The ball got played back to him, or no, the ball got played on, and he was kind of like trying to shuffle the guy out of bounds. Mm -hmm. But instead of turning to the outside where he could have kicked that ball upfield or took it to the corner, Mm. he kind of cut back inside. He got caught in a little moment of trouble, but he got clear, got dealt with. So that's my only concern about him, but that's nothing major. So yeah, but it did look early on that a lot of our play was looking to be coming from the wings, and then we transitioned to one two passes in the middle. Yeah, it looked like, you know, when they were coming down to attacking section O, and Wapay was kind of like linking up with Joey G, and he was linking with Hughes, and it was kind of be like a revolving door between the three throughout the midfield.
1: That was impressive to see. Yeah, it was it was a very good performance in the front line. I mean, from front to back. The kickers looked solid. It looks like they're finally understanding each other and playing great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. Like, if you look at the stats from the game, uh, we had 55% possessions in our 45. We had 90, 90 more passes than them. 95 yeah, was, yeah. more passes. Yeah. So, let, let let you know, like, what Coach Bula wants to do is pretty much. The aggressive in possession, take the opportunities when we have them. We saw that with the shots that we're taking. I think yeah. this is the most Nine shots. Nine shots. Like Nine. Like we had shots. five in the first half. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> just, like all the section O was just like, yo, is this this Richmond? This <laughs> is not Richmond. This not. This- no, we, we, we felt like we were, we felt like we were dreaming. I was like pinch me because right? seriously, like- it, it it this was a different Richmond kicker team than we had ever seen yeah I mean under I I, <clears throat> I really am seriously and and, and even from the beginning I, I understood that it took a while for things to link up but now you have to understand you've got to back Bulo on his plan with this team I am 100% behind him because this was a beautiful performance it yeah. was awesome yeah definitely like
0: and then the other thing, too, we also saw the partnership that we've been talking about that we wanted to see with Chen and Jackson. How would that work out? I think that partnership probably needs more time to grow. It was interesting to see Jackson out playing left wing. Yeah. But he would kind of play left wing and then tuck in to be, like, another supporting striker to Chen. Um, I'm not going
1: to lie. Like, this team frustrated Chattanooga. Yeah. No, they, they, they had no answer. Yeah. They had no answer. They, they were... They had some situations where they were trying to capitalize off of mistakes on the back, but they were few and far between. There were barely any mistakes. Oh, yeah,
0: most definitely. Like, there were moments where you could just tell, like, the guys looked so comfortable on the ball, and we would just play past it. And the crowd would be like, oh, snap, that's that moment of trouble. But then the players would just take that moment, pass it on to the wing, or pass it through the middle. Akira had amazing balls coming out of the back front a goalkeeper. Like, pinpointing accurate.
1: Yes, man. just placing the ball. I remember one point where the ball was played back to him. He was closer to the left side of his box. And you saw he was looking to go long. Saw there was nothing and just turned and flaked it over to the to the right side where I think it was, I can't remember who was out there, lit by himself. Yeah. There was no one within 20 yards of him. And Akira, just nice and calm. Just the composure that he has with the ball at his feet for a keeper is really, really encouraging to see. And it's it's reassuring to know that our goalie can play with his feet just as good as anybody yeah, else. Yeah, most definitely.
0: And that helps out a lot. It's almost like having an extra defender out there. Yes. And so it's helped out amazingly. Um, so with this result, Akira now has his third clean sheet of the season. He is... Tied for first on clean sheets with tremendous goalkeeper. Yeah, so that's impressive to see. Like throughout what five games this year, three of them make clean You definitely sheets. have to shout
1: out his uh, his back line for helping him out with that. Yes, he's oh, made yeah. some amazing saves. <clears stage. throat> there was one moment in the game where Chattanooga were literally playing with the ball just outside the top of the D of on our on our yeah. side of the field, and they lost the ball and. Literally, our entire defense just stood back because they knew Akira was just going to come through and clear. And the composure, nobody panicked. With so many Chattanooga players around, they knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, like you just never No one, one like, panicked. No one got scared. No one tried to make a lunge for the ball. Like, yep, yep, Akira, here you go. Come on, take that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I will say this. My biggest problem, and I don't want to on any too much because this is a totally different team than that last year. But one of the problems we saw last year is that it was a revolving door with goalkeepers. Yes. And it wasn't so much with the back line. It was more of the goalkeeper. So you don't know if this goalkeeper is going to come off his line. Yeah. You don't know if he's going to play the one-twos. You don't know if he's going to come off the of crosses. So it was always about that hesitation. Five straight games, same goalkeeper, but mostly the same back line, give or take, Janoski or Malagas, mm-hmm. a rat left for one game. It's been continuity, and it's been great to see like it's, it's been amazing to see. I mean, you in the first half we had what five shots on goal, three on target. The
1: dangerous free kick, definitely. Which oh, that if that had gone in, I think oh, I think section 0 would have blown up. It's just, right? <laughs> I think John literally might have
0: ran out of smoke if, <laughs> if we scored that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you could just tell, like, so halftime happened, and we're just all sitting there talking. And chilling and everything, and we just kind of just like, yo, we can get this game. Like, we can get this game if we just settle down, take our chances, yeah, and just play the ball. And you even mentioned the beginning of the half where I was like, yo, they look really sluggish. You were like, nah, that looked like
1: the game plan. Like, just to calm everybody down and just play it slow. Yeah, man. when we came out in the second half, it was like, we we got so close in the first half that you feel like, They were chomping at the bit to get back out there. And I think back in the locker room, Buelow was like, calm down, guys. Calm down. We have control of this game. Let's take it easy. I can can see him. Because the way they came out of the second half, they slowed the game down. They just worked the ball around. Just, you know, prying, poking and prying and seeing what what would work for the second half. And it it worked. I mean, everyone was like, oh, okay, things are slowing down. You saw in their faces. They were composed. They weren't tired. They weren't they They weren't out of ideas, they were just slowing the game down to calm themselves down to think smart, No, most definitely, like you could just tell like the team
0: had a different confidence about this' so come down into that second half, but you know the moment that I'm pretty sure everyone now is waiting to hear the goal that gave us our first win in five since last year huh fifty second minute. I got it. Look, Joey G had a good goal. But Wape,
1: that's all skill, dog. That was skill, all skill and just pace and just eat about half the size of the center back. He just blew past yeah. on that end line. The, the dip
0: of that shoulder he had? <laughs> My man had too much dip of the chip. <laughs> had too much dip of the chip. Like, he dipped the shoulder, cut around the center back, and then just cool
1: as you want to, just lays it into the feet of Gallardo. And Gallardo didn't have to do anything but stick his foot no, out. No, nothing. Like And put it out. And you could see by Gallardo's celebration that he was like, I barely had to do anything. No. That was it. Like, <laughs> so sitting where we were sitting
0: at, like when I saw it, I was like, yo, did the play Like, who is that? And then they said, I want to see the ball like, going to net. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, it was almost like a, like a self-insuring moment. Like, yo, did we score? Did we score? Did it yeah.
1: happen? Yeah. Oh, was, okay. Great. Yeah, And yeah. I mean, it was... um Who who dished the ball off to, to to Muape? I think it was Hughes. Yes. I think Hughes... Josh Hughes I mean, had, had a good run into the box, drew defenders in, Muape came around. It was almost like an overlap. He just dished the ball out to him. And I mean, like you said, Muape just... Yeah, most definitely. To get around in that moment, get that
0: assist. you either have a winger that would think of, all right, I'm dipping his shoulder and I'm taking on someone else to try to open up space for myself, mm-hmm. or I'm going to cross it to the far post. And for him just to know, to have trust that, hey, my center forward is going to be there, just lay it off to the penalty circle. And I'm pretty sure, like, if David Bueller was talking about his attacking tactics, I'm pretty sure that's in the highlight reel. Like, this is
1: what we want to do. This is what we want to do. And, and here's the thing. If Joey G had missed that, Chin was in there, Jackson was in there. They they were all in and around that area. Definitely. Literally, Joey G was surrounded by his teammates when he, when he tapped that one in. Yeah. And that goes to show the the fact that... And there was one thing I did tell you also throughout the game was... The back line was literally a back two. Akwe and, and, um, oh, yeah. and Shonofsky. The fullbacks were pushed up. We front-loaded that we just... Push everybody into them. Yeah, most definitely. And like it was just, they, I mean, they couldn't was, handle it. No, honestly, like there
0: was a moment. I think Chattanooga, correct me if wrong, was set up on like a 4-4-2. Four, four, mm-hmm. It almost looked like a, it almost, at moments, it came a five four one mm-hmm. Because of how much Richmond was pressing up on them. Yeah. Because we were just controlling the ball that well in the midfield. And it looked like it threw Chattanooga completely off, like their game plan. Because it looked like they wanted... The ability to kind of put the game on us. Yeah. They wanted to play that counter attacking ball, and Richards has never given them that moment. So it was like when Chattanooga got the ball, and I believe this is where Connor Janowski and Akwe stepped up. Like I know Connor got man of the match, but if I could give it between the both of them, I would. Yeah. Because there was a lot of long balls that Chattanooga was just playing up to the number nine. I think the other guy was like number eleven, but
1: clear. Got it up field. They barely got any play on the ball. Up there. No, barely got any play on the ball up there. The back backline just said, "Nope, you're not getting that one." Then yeah. you're not getting that one either. Most definitely. Like it, it looked
0: <laughs> so well for those guys, man. It it looked amazing. Look, uh, I'm proud of the team for <laughs> the um, Me too. It, All, it was. I mean, only great you can have is like, hey, maybe we could have scored more, but a win is a win. We come out. So with that being said, now. The team was in the top half in the league and average per 90 with 51% possession and passes per 90 with 342. I got to admit, like, the first four games, we were the constant thing that we've been talking about is the lack of shots on goal. Yeah. But with this performance, you got to imagine some of those shots falling. If this team averages anywhere between, I say, 7 to 12 shots, Per
1: goal, I mean On goal per game, you're going to see the goals falling in. They're going to fall in, yeah. They're, they're, because, I mean, when you, you see today nine shots on goal, and we get one, and it's early days in the season. As pe- players start to get into their boots, they will be a lot of those chances that we missed are going in.
0: Yeah, well, definitely. They're going in. They're going in. And, I mean, like, The atmosphere in the stadium, and big shout-out to the Red Army, was tremendous. Yes. I remember Mike saying, yo, we're celebrating like we won the league. And I was like, you know what a little part of us did? Yeah. (laughs) A little part of us did. Yeah.
1: It was... I think the reason why people felt that way was not just because of the win, but like we've been harping over and over, the performance. Yeah, that, that is a league-winning team performance. That is. That, that's the performance of a team that is on top, and, and of course, it took this long. It took a few games to get to get because again, we need to remind people if this is your first time listening to the podcast. Hi, Richmond Kickers only had four returning players from last season. Yeah, well, and definitely. most of those new players that came in were signed in, like, February. So the amount of times these guys had to play together, to practice together, to train together, was very short. So the first few games is still them learning each other, understanding each other. First game, that situation where um, Akir Fitzgerald comes literally out of his box mm-hmm. to clear a ball with a bunch of players around him, That doesn't happen because someone is going to try and stab in and and, and do something that will disrupt that moment because they don't understand each other yet. Now everyone knows Akira's going to come right on and clear this. Everyone step back. No attacker's going to get to the ball before him. He's got it. That understanding each other, and that's what we were talking about, Chan and Jackson, you can see them starting to understand each other as the game progresses. You can see who's
0: going to make the run win, who's going to drop. It's kind of like... It's not the level of Rooney and Acosta, where Rooney would drop in the midfield, and then Acosta would push up and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of be like one would play up top, one would go to the wing, and then they would switch. Yes. And then Joey G would get into the mix, and then then So it was like kind of like this revolving door between the four of them, yeah. which I think, you know, even Coach <clears throat> <most> Bulo mentioned <throat> it on Total Soccer Show's yeah. podcast about the flexibility of the front. Yeah. Where it's not like just stagnating, one person's here, that's it, you don't move. But it's about that flexibility allowing them to get in places and move. And if you're going to play
1: an aggressive possession system, you're going to need that. You're you don't need that because you stagnant. You don't need that back... You don't need your front line being predictable for the other team's back line. No, it wasn't. And that takes a while to develop because you'll have players running in and out of position and if you don't understand the system, you don't understand the players you're playing with, you're going to be like, I'm going to pass it here and wait, no one's there. Where did he go? And you saw a lot of that in the first couple of games, but now they're starting to understand. Oh, I know Chin's gonna probably make this run. I know Daniel Jackson's probably gonna make that run. Moape is probably gonna float out wide. He's gonna cut inside in this situation. They understand each other now. Yeah, most definitely. And it, it's it's nice. And can we talk about Chin's passion? Oh, I mean, you ain't thought Chin been play, like came through the youth academy.
0: Like... <laughs> Was grew up in Southside Richmond.
1: I, I know. I mean, his passion when he's playing, you can feel it yeah. off of the field. Like you can feel it radiating off of him that he's hungry. He wants this, and I just, I just love that passion. I, I love it too. <laughs> I, I, there's nothing more you can say about it. But
0: you know, what would be really dope to give Chen because since like he's so passionate, is a t-shirt. It would be really dope to give him a t-shirt because. Yeah. He can definitely use the discount code um, given to us by Atomic Locus. Where, what is it? What's the discount code?
1: Uh, <laughs> N-J-W-3-F-V-W-D. So,
0: hey, Chen, if you're listening to the podcast, use that discount code. Go to AtomicLocusApparel.com. We'll put the link in the uh, show notes. You get 10% off your discount. And you get a real cool t-shirt to show off to everyone because you're so passionate. I think it's a win win for everyone. But also, this upcoming week, we have uh,
1: that team from the men. Uh, <laughs> these guys again. You know what? I'm actually looking forward to this game. I am too. Because I feel that this is going to be a, a real representation. This is what, what this the game first was,
0: game should have been. Exactly.
1: <laughs> had had we, all these signings that Richmond Kickers got, if we had gotten them in maybe December or November instead of February. Or two days before the season started. Or two started. days before the season started. I'm telling you, this next game against Lansing, this is how it's supposed to go. And it's at home. Those of you that are listening, those of you that are in the Red Army, Bring your friends. Let's make this stadium loud. Let's make it hard for Lansing yeah. to come here and try and get another win. They're not sweeping us this season. It's no, not happening. Not the way kickers played today. Uh, not today, yesterday. Not the way they played against Chattanooga. Not the way they played against Greenville. They are not going to shut us out nah, this season. It was definitely not. I mean, the
0: previous two games went, what? 3-2 and 3-1. We had the red card in the second game. But yeah. This is the final meeting of this season. Oddly enough, we played this team three times already, and it seemed like two different teams going in two different directions so yeah. far. Um, since we last played them, Lansing lost two nothing to TFC two, who I have to mention is a lot better than what I thought TFC two would be. Yeah,
1: not gonna lie. Well, I-, I mean, you you also need to look at the the goals. Um, the first one. I'm not sure again we don't USL does not yet have a whole bunch of cameras so we can't see it from a bunch of different angles but from what it looks like to me this free kick should have been saved. It it does look like that. It should have been saved. I and from the reaction of the Lansing defenders, I think they felt the same way. Second one that's just a rookie mistake from a center back going in for a slide tackle and putting his arm up when you go down for a tackle. I was mean our... it was even funny like even the um, even the commentator was like wait is that
0: is that a corner? Is that
1: a corner? It was that like, eh. be one of them. I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, um so um uh, uh, then setting that apart Toronto yes created a couple of chances. But I didn't see them completely blowing Lansing away. Those are one bad save, one one bad save attempt, I should say, and uh, PK I unlucky. Mean, I wouldn't say unlucky because I mean you shouldn't be sticking your hand up when you're going in for a slide. But you got to use better judgment there. But yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: definitely get what you're saying. I mean, in this game, like TFC had what seventy
1: one percent possession. Yeah. Had a bunch of shots on goal. Well, like, we already know that Lansing don't really play much in terms of possession. They just rush forward, yeah. to try and overload you on the front end, and try and get a shot off as quickly as possible. But you know the real crazy stat here? Lansing had
0: 426 passes. To Toronto, had 133. Uh-huh. Like, if that happens in any other game, you would think, like, yo, you are putting five goals in someone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> man, that's... That, I'm not going to lie. Like, about Atlanta fan, this is no way of coming to Atlantis, or Cody. We love you, Cody. <laughs> um, it, It's just weird to see, like, yo, you've had this much possession, but yet nothing comes from it. And granted, there are those odd anomalies where no matter yeah. what, you can play in the game for 10 hours and you're not scoring. Yeah,
1: just it's just not going to fall for yeah, you. Yeah.
0: It, 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 just one of those days. So, I mean... Majority of the goals definitely come off the break, like we said. Five out of their seven goals come from open play. Lancers seem to have a problem when it's like they have to have build up play.
1: Yeah, you want can't, to get everything. They can't quick. build up play. They have to just completely rush forward, get the ball forward as quickly as possible, and get a shot off. Yeah,
0: it. like yeah. they are a very high pressing team. We saw that in the you know first and second game. So yeah. hopefully Richmond is ready to deal with that. I think they are. If we saw the like. If a good indicator of Richmond is ready to deal with it, it's the first 35 minutes before Maxie got the red card. I know Rex Maxi is definitely going to be amped up for this game because yeah. um, I feel like he wanted to play. Two of their main key players is Stoneman and Gomez. Um, Gomez averages 1.8 key passes a game, and Stoneman's one of their top performers. Um, definitely. So those are – we definitely have to keep a good eye on Gomez
1: – we also had to keep a good eye on Nick Moon because you yeah, know yeah Nick Moon with that wonder goal against us last time I mean yeah, it I he I'm mean, gonna lost words that was that was a rocket he, no it, was. I, it
0: was it was um but also Ricky Lopez Espin comes back you know he yeah. comes back from the four game suspension of yeah. the, the unfortunate events that he, that he did I think it was against Greenville. So this will be his first game in four. I don't know if he's gonna get the start. I imagine he would because Lanton plays FC Tucson in Arizona on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, so they're gonna need to they're gonna need to dig into the into the squad to make sure that some players get arrested. Oh yeah, most definitely. Like and it's
0: also gonna be interesting to see like how Lanton manages this game and then the original game because they're on the road for both. So imagine going from Michigan to Arizona. Like they're probably leaving what now? This is Sunday, by the way, we're recording this.
1: Yeah, I imagine they're leaving
0: now. Probably get there Monday, play the game against Tucson, go back to Michigan, and then
1: leave out to go to (sighs) Richmond Thursday. Like that's a lot of mileage. That is a lot of mileage, and through time zones too. Um, You know. It's still early in the season, so I don't think it's going to put as much on them as if it were to say be like maybe in August this happens when they've had quite a few games already. And now we're traveling and traveling and traveling and traveling. But, I, I mean, it's looking good for the kickers because we've got another, what, three home games in a row? I believe so. Including, yeah, we have this
0: game, the U.S. Open Cup. And then we play Tucson. And then we play Tucson, yeah. So
1: three, two, two, two league, league home games and a U.S. Open Cup home game. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of not traveling, <laughs> which is good, which allows them time to work on things, freshen up, um, maybe develop more chemistry with certain pairings, certain partnerships. Maybe Chen and Jackson. Um, yeah, I believe it so.
0: I mean, looking at Lance's average formation, it seems to be a 3-4-3. Three,
1: three,
0: mm-hmm. Or like a 3-4-2-1, but still a 3-4-3. Three, three. Richmond seems to have more flexibility in his formation <clears throat> just because of the fact of we've seen a 4-1-4-1. Four, one, four, one. We've also seen a 4 two, 3 one. We've also seen a 3-5-2.
1: Yeah, and one, one thing is I feel that Richmond kickers, the way they play, they have a rough formation that they're going to submit to the league so that they can put it when they broadcast, this is what the formation is. But nine times out of ten, that's not the formation. Oh yeah, I mean definitely they... super football. <laughs> even, even the old app. I mean, it's, <laughs> and that's, that goes to show you, so Foot Mob and ESPN have different formations of what the kickers are going to play. I mean, because... Even the Richmond kickers app itself. Like I remember we yes. were
0: at the tailgate. And someone shouted, "Yo, rosters! I mean, there's a lot them out." So everyone looked at it, and I swear it was me, Henry, and someone else, and we all put it up in different apps. And we're mm-hmm. like,
1: "Huh?" Hey, all, three them, all three of them are different because I mean kickers are so flexible; they don't really have an exact formation. Akwe is a center back, but sometimes he plays full back, like you said today. Connor Schanovsky pushed up as a CDM. Yeah, there and, were moments he was out on the right he flank. Was he was out on the up. right flank, and I, I mean, it just. And I think early on, that was hurting them because they didn't quite get the system yet. But once they understand that system, how do you defend against that? How do you defend against a team that is basically like water in zero gravity? Like, just completely changing shape constantly at every turn. Every movement of the ball, the shape changes. Every movement of the ball, the players are moving in different directions there's no formation. No. I mean, given the fact of, like, even when
0: Maxie was dropping it back to be the center back, you can see, like, that moment of hesitation for the midfield, like, do we step Yeah. go to Maxie? Exactly. Because we step, Gariano and Mwabi's behind us. Yes. Or do we stay here and allow Maxie just to pinpoint passes? Exactly. Like, so, that kind of throws you off. And then you have Thompson. I'm not going to lie. I've never seen Thompson run so fast in my life. Like, that boy... He was moving. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Between Hill and Garriano, I don't know who's quicker. Because every was I see Thompson just blast off. I mean, I
1: feel that's something that Bulo did focus on in terms of finding players. Because I think that's something we struggled with last season is pace. Yeah. Of course, we had Brayden Troyer. Braden Troyer is, goes as fast as he needs to go. It's, oh, yeah. it's basically there is no top speed. However fast he needs to be to catch that guy, that's how fast he's going. I be. feel like
0: Troy's nickname should be Cruise Control. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I feel like Troy does in most games. Like he's like in Cruise Control, not like in a bad way, but it's like all right. I'm I don't I know I don't have to
1: go a thousand percent here, but I'll get there and <laughs> I'll win the ball.
0: And that's you, he usually does. Yeah.
1: Uh, he had this <laughs> one moment in the game today, in the game yesterday, where he was pretty far behind the striker, and the ball came over, and he caught up to him, got in front of him, shielded the ball out for a goal kick. Yeah. I mean, that's speed, acceleration, and strength all in one movement, and that's what Braden Troyer brings you. Yeah, Braden Troyer, and that's that's why in the Red Army we say, Braden Troyer, he's a warrior. Definitely. I mean, he goes out there and he fights, and it's, and it, it's weird because we had the same... Kind of attitude with um one of our cakest legends, Yambi. Yeah. One of oh, the Yambi, Yambi won't outrun it no one. <laughs> Yambi will get there. He will get there. I mean, Yambi and Troy are there, you know, some of the nicest people you'll ever meet, but when they get on the field, it's war. Yeah. It's war. And they go out there and they play their hearts out. And I mean, now. You've got a team that can practically every single player can run, can move. I, I've seen Akwe hit some pretty high speeds. Um, we know Maxie can hit a pretty high speed. Josh Hughes, I, even Greg Beam, when he was when he played against Lansing, his pace, I'm telling you, if it wasn't for that slip on the turf, he's blocking that shot from Moon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he probably is. Like, I know we're like going on a rant right now. I'm... Um, it's mostly me. <laughs> I play in a full ninety minutes, as a center back and as a striker. I'm like all over the place right now, but <laughs> I mean, like this team ex- excites me because it's like, yes. yo. We're in it we've had two wins off the bounce after the start that we had to the year. Two of the losses came against the same team that we're playing this upcoming Saturday. Mm-hmm. Time to right some wrongs. I mean, we look good against Tormenta. We looked good against Greenville. We looked great against Chattanooga.
1: Yeah, like and um, we looked good in the first thirty minutes against Lansing the second time around. Yeah, we definitely. even looked good in the second half in the home opener. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, to almost come back. I mean, so th- th- it's it's just a constant improvement in the way the kickers playing. Of course, they hit a roadblock with the red card in against the, in the second game against Lansing. And that'll throw any team off. I mean, you can't. If if Maxi Rodriguez gets that red card maybe in the 75th minute or the 70, 77th minute or something, I think the kickers would be able to see out the game a lot better. But when you have most of the game where you're playing a man down, it's going to take a lot out of you. Yeah. It's gonna, you're not going to be able to hit. I mean, case in point, B today. Spin <laughs> <laughs> like, on 11. And by the 45th
0: minute, I was out there sucking air like, yeah, hey, yo, I <laughs> need oxygen. Like, like, even the ref was like, hey, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. There's two of you in the midfield. I don't know which one of you is the ref, but I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely playing a man down is difficult. It's not it's fun. Difficult.
1: It's, not, it's not fun, but every game has been an improvement an improvement and improvement. And the, game, the team getting better and better and better. And to think that we're still early on. Yeah. So there is still time for this kickers team to get even better. Which is for anyone who's not a kickers fan scary. For anyone who is a kickers fan, exciting. Great. Yes. <laughs> we haven't had this level of
0: excitement <laughs> for a while. Like I know some people might be listening, they're not a kickers fans, like, yo, why are these guys so excited? If you've been to kickers games for the last two years, it's been a long time one. Back-to-back wins. Yes. Two, back-to-back clean sheets. Three, performance. Like, Shots on goal. goal. Four. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a lot of things to be excited about. I mean, out of the five goals we scored this year, four of them have been from open play. So you can see the guys are just connecting. We haven't scored one yeah. right off set Seth Pizzi yet. Georgie should have scored one off Pizzi, but for set piece If it wasn't for Manga's save, which, by the way, was... It's probably going to
1: really save the week. Like I mean, it probably will. Probably going to really save the. Week. I mean, to get across, he was on the. It he had to get across. The I think long he was side. on the left, and Guardiola was not up on
0: the left. Yeah. So when he shot it, he had to run across the 18 to put a hand yeah. out.
1: it. So for those of you that are not really that versed with the mechanics of free kicks, a goalie basically is going. To set up a wall to take care of one half of the goal. Yeah. So he's going to line up with his far post. So the farthest guy is going to be lined up with that far post. And the farthest guy on the other side of the wall should be lined up with the ball. So now he got a whole half of of the goal that's covered by the wall. So he's literally in the other half of the goal. So he's... Three quarters of the way away from that far yeah, post. Exactly. So for him to get his feet all the way over, get a dive, and to to block that, that takes a lot. Takes a lot. So a great save from that keeper. Um unfortunately for us. Yeah.
0: But yeah, no it should be. it
1: should be getting save of the week or somewhere up there unless something miraculous happened today. I don't know. Uh, probably not. Um so,
0: we're playing a Lansing team that leads the league in goals per game. Unfortunately, most of those goals are a result of us. Yeah. But nonetheless. Yeah, they
1: scored six goals against us. So yeah, they
0: scored one in the other two games. Yeah. So, I think the back four is definitely going to be off for the challenge of shutting them down. Uh, we are going to have to keep an eye out. I imagine Lopez is going to be out there, Nick Mu, Alex Bruce. Um, I'm pretty sure Koifik and Stoneman are going to be the center backs. The rest of and well also St. Duca and Moshe Ben are gonna be out there. So kind of give you a rough line of how that team's gonna be. I imagine for us, I think Lockerbie probably gets back into the squad, but then we run into the issue again of like Hughes. Like you by the way, Hughes, you also have a great Twitter name. Who's your daddy? <laughs> Top ten. <laughs> Top ten. Yes. <laughs> Top ten. Oh, um, <laughs> But we should, we should get a chant for him. Along I think those we lines. have one. Also, shout out to the red army because they started a new chant. I, I turned around. And I was like, I'm proud of y'all. Which one? Which one? I can't remember, but I was. I remember. I specifically heard it. And I was like, I don't. I don't know these words. And I turned around. And I was like, you know what? I'm proud of y'all. <laughs> proud of y'all. <laughs> but back to the point. I imagine that we're gonna have a variation of the same lineup. I like this four one four one right now because it gives us the flexibility to either go 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 mm-hmm. or 3-4-3. Like there's a lot of flexibility with the formation. We're not kind of like just stuck in this thing of alright, this is what we're doing. We're playing a 4 yeah, Basically, yeah. <laughs> don't don't move out to block. <laughs> <laughs> Cause if you do, we are screwed. Yeah. Like it was great to see that. Um Oh, and quick correction. Hughes was not playing on the on the right back. It was Bodock. Yeah. He was in the midfield. That's on me. Um, I do imagine that if Lockery's coming back, are they going to move Bo- Bodock back out to the wing? Or are they going to keep
1: Bodock there and uh, keep Chit out of the wing? These are the types of problems I like to have where you don't know when a player goes out and is going to be coming back. You don't know exactly how to... Fit them in because you have so many options. Yeah.
0: Um. I mean, team death for this team, I would say, is a bonus. It is a
1: bonus. To have it, is, it really is. I mean, it, we have so many options, so many, and so many players that can play so many different positions. Yeah. Like, Bulldog, playing as a fullback, can also play as a center midfielder. Oh, yeah, it was definitely. Chin, who can play as a striker, it, yesterday was playing as a left wing. And it's... And he was doing well. It's not like they looked like they were out of position
0: or what. No, they didn't. They looked like they fit right in. It looked like that's something that they have been working on constantly just to get the flow of it, get it down, get it ready to go. Um, so, yeah, that it looked like it worked perfectly. Yeah. Um, so, we have Lansing. And then I believe... At the Atlanta game, we play FC Tucson. So mm-hmm. this upcoming game on Tuesday, we can kind of get a good look and see how each team's play. Yeah. Um, it seems to be that we are fifth in the table because of that win. We needed Ford to win, so we can stay
1: fourth. But with the draw, Greenville goes up to 4th We're fifth. Lansing is sixth. And then... Look, this early in the season, I'll take it. Especially how tight it is. I mean, where were we before this? We were eighth. We were eighth. Technically before. ninth. So this the, look look so at how tight that is. That that table is. We jumped up four or five spaces places in with one win. I mean, granted, Texas
0: and Toronto have two games in hand over us and Greenville, but there's a tie for like third with three teams. Toronto, us and uh Greenville. There's a tie for fourth with Lansing and Chattanooga. And it is a top for fifth between Ford and Tucson. And then Orlando City is on the table at one point. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... When do, we, when do we face them? Who, Orlando City B? Yeah. Uh, I think in May. Yeah, yeah. May 22nd. Which is, I think is like a Wednesday and then we have like a big break to June 1st. Yeah. Like we... So, we get a little bit of time off before but, know, summer uh, kicks up. And, and again,
1: the people... What, I'm. I'm not. I'm at first. I'm thinking, yeah, it'd be great to play against them and you know, drop a few goals. But
0: oh, Chinn will oh. turn off for that game.
1: No, he's gonna turn up because you know Chinn used to play for them. Yeah, right? it's all. Yeah. Okay. but but again, <laughs> we need to look at it. Most of the teams in this league are <laughs> building. So the what we are experiencing as Kickers fans with the Richmond Kickers, a lot of other clubs fans are experiencing as well. Yeah. It's still early days. They're still trying to develop an identity. They're still trying to understand how this league is going to work. So, just because Orlando's last, what, five games into the season, I think they'll be all right.
0: Yeah, I agree too. Yeah, I, too. I
1: think it's, I, I really feel that we're going to get to the end of, towards the end of the season, and it's still going to be tight from top to bottom of this of the league. I mean, it looks, at this point, no one's running away with it. And to be honest with you, I mean, if anyone does run like away with it,
0: running away with it, but they're not even really running away with Tormenta. They're on eleven points, but North Texas is second with three games and nine points. And yeah, they still
1: have two games. Yeah. left. So and with two points <laughs> behind. <laughs> yeah. It. So yeah, it's really tight, and it's that's that, I like that. It, it makes it exciting. Yeah. You know, so it reminds I mean, me of the Premier League back in the. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. It's,
0: nothing's gonna <laughs> come from that conversation. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: All right, so let's <laughs> want to wrap this up. Um, if you can't tell, me and Shener are both Man United fans.
1: Yeah, uh, we're going through some tough times. Yeah. In the kickers of, made us happy. In the so words that's of going We're
0: going through some tough times. You know, support your local. Um, <laughs> So, any last thoughts for you on this upcoming game against Lansing? It's round three.
1: Round three, to, we're gonna
0: take it. So you got us you got us blown out
1: of the spark plug as you got us? Uh, it's not gonna be it's gonna be a close game because okay. Lansing do have quality, but I do feel with the way the kickers are finally clicking, yeah, it's gonna be completely different. I don't think Lansing are gonna be able to deal with it. Our back line and our midfield are gonna prevent them from having that quick attack, and like you said, they are not good with build-up play. They don't feel comfortable taking their time to move up the field. Most yes, definitely. So, yeah, I can see us winning that game, getting three points from there. Unfortunately,
0: I won't be in the game because it's my wife's birthday weekend. So, <laughs> you yeah. got to do
1: the business. Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> I will definitely be trying to sneak off moments where I'm like, what are we doing? Are we winning? <laughs> I'll know about the foot mob a lot. I mean, yeah. foot mob alert to how they're going. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'm not predicting a score. Uh, Look, you're still still boycotting. Yeah, I'm still
1: boycotting. But so far, since I haven't picked a score, we're 2 0, so maybe I'll stick with it. Are you predicting? I'm I'm not going to predict a score. I'm just. uh, I usually don't like to predict scores. I will usually just predict win or loss. So.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't mean to be laughing at my wife. My lovely wife Electa, just walked in for me to open up a bottle of wine for her. I love her. <laughs> 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 Alright, um so I'm not gonna take the score, but I will say this. I do think Max will play a tremendous game. I think we'll see the same flexibility and formation. I think Bodok is back not Bodok, uh Lockerbie gets back into his right back spot. I think Bodoc goes mm-hmm. back out to that wing. Yeah. Uh, I think Jackson might come off the bench and be that replacement for Chen. I think Carriano's going to be amazing again. I think he's going to have more of that Camish role to him. That's yeah. more center the forward. The number 10. Yeah. And Wappe, if And by the way, shouts on to Enwape Because last week I said that he was losing the ball a little bit too easily for me. He had the most duels won. Most, most duels. completed dribbles per 90. And got the assist. And he got the assist. Uh, the... <laughs> he had the <laughs> so shout out to that man. Um, I know we're like rambling right
1: now. It's just, it's just a great day. Um, yeah, when well, so you get two wins in a row, two shutouts in a row, the second win, a home win. I mean, just standing and chanting with the Red Army after the ref blew the final whistle. Oh, man. It felt good. It felt good. I don't. I don't think we felt. That feeling for a very, very long time. Yeah. So, I mean, and and throughout the whole game, you could see that everyone saw that the Cakers were clicking and they were firing on all cylinders. Unlucky to get only one goal, but I'll take it. A win's a win. Yeah. And I think it's only around mid-season that you start worrying about goal differential. Early on, you get a win, you get a win. Most yeah. definitely.
0: So, we're going to... <laughs> You can check out the podcast on Twitter at River City Ninety Three. You can also listen to us on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, and of course Anchor FM and the Beautiful Game Network. Um, we just want to say a big shout out to our sponsors, Go To Go Press, the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for yourself or your organization. You can check out their amazing products for a fraction of the price. At other places at goldengoldpress.com. And we also want to say thank you to Roughneck Scarves, our official scarf for rep- scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. To get custom scars for your group or team, go to Roughneckscarves.com. So, guys, we you know it's a long episode, but thank you guys for listening. Next week is what episode 10?
1: Yeah. That's so, special.
0: Moving on up, baby. Episode yeah. 10. we want to say thank you to everyone that's given us a listen so far and with that being said guys keep us on the good side check you guys next week